welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle in Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Sorry if you heard my squeaky chair. Um, <laughs> today we'll be going over something a bit different. It's going to be a lot more user-friendly or kind of like more introductory to WoW, but there's still some bits in there that obviously relate to high-end content, such as PvP, raiding, etc., but we're going to be going over sort of what are hunters, what they do, what their purpose is, their specs, you know, for those who are looking to get into WoW. And there's also going to be some bits and bobs for those who are, you know, more veterans of WoW and kind of what their role is in PvP, raiding, etc. Um, we will start off with the weekly news, however. We have Bass Rickron and uh, Zakali Elders as your world bosses for this week. They are located in both the Waken Shore and uh, the Zaralak Caverns. World Quest bonus event is this week, so you get more reputation for doing these. Shadowpans Showdown is your brawl. This is where you put 6v6 in a arena, and essentially you have to kill the boss of the opposition team um, while making sure that you don't die to the opposition like players as well. Fortified, Incomporal, and Sanguine are your m- mythic affixes this week. Fortified, essentially your... Uh, the non-boss enemies have um, increased health and damage. Incomporal, I'm still getting a little bit like used to these new ones, but I'm pretty sure this is where like you just phase out from existence, essentially. So you either keep moving or you have to do something to make sure that you don't get like a damage decrease, anything like that. And Sanguine, this is where a mob dies and it puts a blood pool on the floor. You simply want to not stand in this and you want to move the enemy minion or the mobs out of the uh, blood pool otherwise it will heal them today we're going to be going over the ashbringer now the ashbringer has obviously got a lot of lore like way more than i can go into like um in, in one sitting it would be an entire video on itself but essentially the origins of the ashbringer are during like the blackrock spire and the second war so this is before world of warcraft's time um, Alexandros Mograin found a dark crystal and this was from the body of like a dead warlock from Draenor and this crystal was described as sort of a living embodiment of shadow um, so uh, Mograin kept this crystal uh, until the scourge invasion of Lordaeron this is when Arthas happened and everything you know Arthas became the Lich King etc or no not even that this was like um, kind of as he was turning into the Lich King, that kind of time. Um, He revealed it to other leaders of the Silver Hand and suggested to try and sort of purify it. And what they did, you can actually see this in-game, is if you go back to the Old Hillsborough Foothills dungeons and you head to South Shore, um, this is obviously Caverns of Time, so this is back um, in the past, you can actually see them purifying this crystal in-game, which is really, really cool. And it's kind of a little Easter egg that not many people notice but they do manage to purify it and they put it into a blade essentially and it's uh like with this uh blade uh, mograin kind of becomes known as the Ashbringer. everything that it touches uh, scourge wise literally just turns to ash hence the name um so obviously he was uh, kind of insane in killing these scourge and stuff but Before World of Warcraft's history, he was betrayed by his uh, first son. I believe it's his first son. Um, 
and essentially he was stabbed in the back by the Ashbringer. He made yeah a deal with the Kelthazard, I believe, and essentially killed his father when they were surrounded by Scourge, and this corrupted the Ashbringer. And this led to uh, the Ashbringer no longer being in the game and the Ashbringer no longer being the actual Ashbringer. It was a corrupted version. And this is the very first version that we get to see in the game. Um, through Wrath of the Lich King, uh, or no, not even Wrath, through World of Warcraft Classic, you got to see the corrupted Ashbringer as one of the four horsemen in the Naxxramas raid was Alexandros Mograine. And he was wielding the corrupted Ashbringer. So you could actually loot this from uh, the body of uh, the four horsemen. And uh, there were so many rumours about how to purify the Ashbringer and stuff in game. There's even an Ashbringer in the data mine itself for World of Warcraft Classic. So many people like speculated on how to purify it and all of that. But essentially it got purified later on in Wrath of the Lich King by his second son, Darian Mograine, um, giving up the corrupted Ashbringer, who wielded it at the time of Wrath of the Lich King, to Tyrion Fordring, who then purified it to um, battle against the Lich King at Light's Hope Chapel, that kind of thing. So it, it's got a lot of lore behind it. There's so many things that I've obviously given a very basic description of it here but essentially it's got so much lore like caked into one blade um there's way too much to go over like in full depth but essentially it comes down to it was uh, pure or it was a dark crystal purified became a corrupted weapon through the betrayal of a loved one and then it was purified again by a sacrifice um, and then it obviously ended up in the Retribution Paladin's um, hands via the Legion Artifact system. And it is still one of the most iconic Legion Artifacts in the game. And this happened due to Tyrion Forgering, who was the wielder of the Ashbringer, um, essentially dying to, what was it, Collagon? No, Collagon's the one in Old War. Uh, a big guy. Bre- no, Crex is... No, I can't remember his name. A giant manifestation from the Legion. Uh, we'll go with that. Um, essentially, that's what Hearing Forgering fell to, and you picked up the Ashbringer in his stead. But, you know, it, it's, like I said, it's so much history behind it, and I've given a very basic version. It's definitely worth going into and having a look at, but I, I will not be able to do it justice, like, without giving it its whole, like, own sort of... um episode essentially now firstly before we get into the like episode itself i'd like to say a massive thank you to absolutely everyone who tunes in every week uh, to the tavern um it is growing each and every week with new and older patrons but i must ask for your support even more uh this podcast is not my full-time job and i put in so much effort and as much effort as i can um, without having to put any sort of content behind a paywall for you guys, because a lot of this stuff does obviously go behind paywalls with Patreon and stuff like that in other podcasts. And I know that very times are very tough. I do not want that for my listeners. So with all of this, uh, down below there is a link to support the show. Um, Let's take a quick break. 
Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. From as little as like three dollars a month, it's it would mean a massive thank you. I know times are tough, like I've said, um, and I completely understand that. But the extra support would allow me to continue doing this podcast, uh, churning out more content for you guys. And uh, this isn't obviously having no content behind a paywall. This would be purely if you guys wish to support the channel even further, it would be deeply appreciated. Um, Those who support the channel um, via this method have a chance to be featured in an episode, either a shout out or sort of interview like I've done in the past with other players where it's like, when did you start World of Warcraft, etc. But yes, a massive thank you once again for everyone taking the time to listen. And now let's get back to the episode. So we're going to be going over Hunters, essentially, in this episode. And if you're new to WoW, or you're looking to start, or even if you're a veteran, you will still pick up a lot of things from this. So, what are Hunters? Hunters are essentially a DPS-only role that utilize pets to do their damage pets traps anything like that kind of what you'd think a normal hunter would be you know out in the world um you have three specializations for the hunter you have beast mastery you have marksmanship and you have survival now beast mastery is all about your beasts your pets essentially you have up to two pets at, at one time by your side and they're doing most of your damage you're sending them in to essentially maul the target to death it's it's a really cool spec and you're utilizing your pets to the most potential that they can there is a downside to this so in pvp obviously beast mastery is very strong because it's very much relying on your um, pets to do the damage not you so you can be line of sight and still do damage but obviously with pets they can get cc'd a lot easier through frost novas ring frosts anything that slows really um roots as well in pve i think this is still a very solid choice um and everything in raids and stuff is a very solid choice like to its best abilities but essentially what you're looking at is again the pet mechanic isn't you so you're having to do like almost uh, have the pets as an extension of yourself if you like managing your pets then this is the spec for you it's amazing and obviously you can customise your pet names and stuff. You can get many different pets in WoW now. And uh, it, it is good fun. I'm not going to lie. It is a good fun spec. The second spec is Marksman Hunter. Now you can have a pet with this. But alternatively you can be a lone wolf. And uh, this lone wolf talent will mean that you can't have a pet. But you do more damage. And uh, this is more based around your uh, archery or gun skills kind of you're standing still you're aim shotting people you know you're taking big chunks of damage at people and uh, you know it's all very much with your bow and uh, your guns etc that you're utilizing your damage your pets 
are kind of there to utilize as a defensive ability. So defensive abilities such as Rora's Sacrifice um, from your pet Master's Call gives you a sort of freedom effect where you can move around like quite freely without being hindered. You know, your pets are there for the utility purposes more than the damage uh, in Marksman. And for the final specialization, you have Survival. Survival is now a melee spec, kind of melee. It's a, it's a hybrid of melee and um, ranged. You do have ranged abilities, but at the same time, you're using a two-handed melee weapon rather than a bow or a gun. And you're getting in there and you're using sort of melee abilities to deal your damage. The pet is there and it is a very good source of your damage still, but it's also utilized as the utility as well. From like Marksman and Beast Mastery, so Roar of Sacrifice, Roar of Freedom, etc. Um, Beast Mastery is the only one of these three specs to really heavily rely on your pet for damage, um, but you still do rely on your pet for other uses in these uh, three specializations. But all of them are great fun, all of them uh, in PvP wise are very much subject to a setup composition. So you're looking at Beast Mastery will have a lot of uh, uh, uptime with stun and trap. So a lot of CC there. You have Survival, which also has a stun and a trap, as well as scatter shot. You have Disarms. You have a lot of utility from all of these Hunter specs. MM Hunter can pump out a lot of damage very quickly, but it's got a lot of downtime as well at the same time. So in PvP, you're utilizing a lot of... um, setup specs like scatter play which is uh, a shadow priest and a hunter or thug cleave which is a hunter and a rogue um all of these uh, kind of classes rely around the setup of uh, their goes instead of just you know most melee comps being a zug fest where you're just zugging everything and not caring about ccing at all that kind of deal or well, you care about it a little bit but you know n- not as much um for PvE, I'm not going to go too much into PvE. I'm not as well adapted to it as um, others probably are. But essentially, it's a very solid choice. You have three different specializations that you can swap to and uh, sort of alternate the way that you play, uh, depending on the bosses that you face, depending on if you just feel like it as well. Um, but I'm not going to say that there's one better than the other. I think there's some that are more fun. In terms of my ranking, I would definitely say survival is one of the more interactive um, and more, more enjoyable specializations. And then it would be Beast Mastery and Marksmanship. Now, Marksmanship, I think, can be completely third or first. I It's just such a different way of playing. It's very big damage, bursty damage, whereas the other two are more consistent, I would say. Um... But yeah, in PvE, they're all very solid choices and I would recommend all of them because they are all good fun. Um, Pets-wise, they are very much reliant on their pets. Um, If you're looking at Wrath of the Lich King classic, they are very much reliant on their pet. Their pet is the heart and soul of the class. Um, For Beast Mastery, it's... You know what? Even in retail, it's still the heart and soul of the class. A lot of your utility comes from your pets. A lot of your like team uh, help comes from your pets through the use of raw sacrifice and um freedom uh a lot of it comes from your pets and also it's just nice to have a pet isn't it like you can name the pet you can get different ones you can get 
multiple if you're at beast mastery and you can name them both so i believe uh, the hunter that i play with his uh, uh, pets are called vegan and nuggets or something so vegan nuggets who knows it's ridiculous names i do have to say so myself but you know it, it is what it is you can name them whatever obviously there are some exceptions but yeah, the pets are the heart and soul of this class. So if you love having like a little companion with you, you will love Hunter. It's really, really good. For an RP element of uh, like Hunters, obviously you have a kind of Ranger class in every sort of game. In Dungeons & Dragons, you have a Ranger. In uh, most uh, other things, Final Fantasy, you probably have that sort of specialization as well. You know, you have many things that utilize a bow and arrow or a gun and utilize like pets um so obviously you have your traps you're going to be utilizing as an rp element obviously if you're a hunter you're out in the wilderness you'd utilize like bear traps and stuff to catch your prey and uh, you can utilize all of these different traps such as the uh, explosive frost freezing tar traps you can utilize many of them and they all have their own purpose and uh, utility obviously these uh really do uh, like play into the rp element of uh, the hunter a lot and uh really does give you the sense of oh okay i'm kind of slowly working this prey down almost for pros and cons of hunters you obviously have uh, the pros which are the rp elements you get to have a pet you get to even have two if you're beast mastery you're very mobile and the utility that you have is actually very high um, through your pet and just in general through disarms, traps, etc. But the cons, from my opinion, are that you have a pet as well. So the pet can either hinder or, you know, be a positive influence. Um, hunters recently have only just gotten changes to allow the revive pet to not be like interruptible, which is a massive buff, by the way. Because you wouldn't believe how many times uh, like I've gone up against a Beast Mastery Hunter in PvP and said, yeah, let's kill the pet. Uh, we kill the pet and then the hunter's just useless throughout the entire game and he can't get his pet res. Um, so they've recently just changed that. So they're kind of making it less of a con at the moment. Um, but essentially, if your pet dies, you lose out on a lot of utility and uh, you're kind of having to use that as an extension you've got to bring your pet back if he's in there alone you've got to make sure that he doesn't die through men pet or your healer has to heal him um but essentially the pets aren't as tanky as you are they don't obviously have defensives um they still do take like aoe damage not a lot of aoe damage but if you have dots on them they can still die um so there is a lot of cons with your pets but they're slowly getting it to a point where it's actually like not even a a negative effect on your class um definitely a pro though is having that extension because it's like you can stop the like healer from drinking in a pvp scenario by sending your pet at them or you know you can just stop get someone out of combat by having your pet on aggressive or something you know in wrath of the lich king there's many different elements to hunter and all of them are very good fun i'm not gonna lie they are very very good fun i would definitely say for starting out purposes if you're looking to get into world of warcraft hunter is probably one of the more unique play styles in the game you obviously have warrior that just zug i charge i hit things with big axe um hunters are a lot more elo eloquent 
Ele- it, it, it seems like I just made that word up. Um, they seem a bit more, you know, fluid, like in terms of their movement. Um, when you get their movement down, they are very, like, they, you just flow almost. Whereas Warriors, it's very much charge very fast and then I get rooted and I'm stop and I stop moving and then I get slowed so I'm walking and waddling and hunters are very much okay I feign death to dispel this route I disengage get a speed boost run around like crazy throw a couple bombs at this people serpent sting that guy silence him you know you can do a lot of things while not actually at the target and if that's kind of your play style you don't want to be like in there then Hunter is definitely a good start. And I would work I would very much recommend it as sort of a very good starting class, in my opinion, for both Wrath of the Lich King and Retail. I think it's a very solid starting choice for anyone who's looking to play a sort of hunter or anything that's to do with pets. Um the only other pet class I would recommend is Demonology Warlock. But Demonology Warlock has a lot more to it than just you have a pet. Um and like you know that's kind of where it ends because you could summon a shit ton of pets as a demonology warlock but you've got to summon it at the right time and you're constantly spawning imps you know there's a lot more to it than just you have a pet whereas hunter is very much the og this is my pet and he's going to attack you and maul you (laughs) that kind of deal so it is a very simple uh class but with a very high skill ceiling. And I can say that for every single class. I do have to say that for every single class because the niche things from every class are very high skill ceiling like things. But that is it for this episode. Thank you all very much for listening. I It, it was a bit something different this week. I'm obviously going to be doing these a lot more for the people looking to get into WoW a bit more or just uh, people who are potentially on the cusp of joining WoW and they can get all their information from here. But I can look to do two uh, classes next week because one uh, seems to be a bit short. So, you know, it's kind of a test run. But thank you all very much for listening, as always. Check out the uh, links down below to support the channel, as well as the social medias. They're all down there and any support would be greatly appreciated. Once again, thank you all very much for listening and go with Valor, friend. Goodbye, all. Mm-hmm.